0: Hey guys, it's Garrett Barbush here with Men of Iron. Hey, we're going to do something just a little bit different for this uh, upcoming podcast episode. We have guest Dan Zeker on. We're going to be talking about this topic of uh, a man's motivation and kind of focusing on this topic of eternal rewards. Uh, What are we motivated by, right? And why is this important? Why is it biblical? Why should we uh, be thinking this way? And so just want to preface this podcast by saying it's a little bit longer than normal, Uh, But I want to ask you and encourage you to stay tuned and bear with us through this. This is a great podcast full of unbelievable meat. I feel so motivated by this. uh, And there's no doubt in my mind that you will be challenged, that you will uh, feel uh, maybe even some sort of conviction through this. Uh, But the bottom line is, man, we really want to challenge you to take what you're going to listen to, what you're going to hear, what you're going to watch, and apply it by going and studying this on your own. If you want more information on this, please feel free to email me, garrett at menofiron.org, and I will be sure to relay all the information to you. So without further ado, let's check out episode 54 of the Men of Iron podcast.
1: Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, equipping men for their mentorship journey. The purpose of the podcast is to provide you with discussion and
0: practical advice to help you grow in your faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. Thanks for listening. What is up, world? It is Garrett Barbush here with Men of Iron for the Men of Iron podcast, episode 54. Hard to believe. We're going to be talking on... The subject today or topic of a man's motivation. And I thought, boy, there is nobody better for me to have as a guest on this podcast than the man, the myth, the legend himself, Dan Zecker. And so Dan, before I have you kind of introduce yourself, let me just kind of give our listeners and viewers a little bit of, of a background here on how I know you, you, you played for the men of iron softball team, which we sponsored years and years ago. I meet this young strapping man um, who was competitive and, but yet I, I heard him talking and noticed he had this real bend for mentorship and discipleship. And uh, Dan's been involved with men of iron as a protege. He served as a mentor. He served on our regional development team. Overall, Dan is a wonderful advocate of men of iron. And what I appreciate about Dan Uh, is his passion for mentorship, his passion for discipleship, his passion for God's word. And I thought, man, if we're going to talk about this uh, subject matter of a man's motivation, uh, Dan, you're a great guy to have on here because I I believe your motivation in life is pure. And I know you like to lead and live a quiet life, Dan, but I am going to have you speak a little bit today uh, about some of these things that motivate you but before we get into that Dan just very briefly tell us a little bit about yourself uh you're a husband you're a father you're a business owner in 30 45 seconds tell us a little bit about Dan Zecker
1: yeah i know uh one thing i'm no longer young and strapping I've, i i appreciate that uh prior comment I, I can't even remember back that far but we i've been married uh 7 years now going on 8 to uh my wife Kate and uh Yeah, we're very happy. We have one daughter Her name's Haley. She's turning two actually tomorrow. So we're excited to uh, figure out uh, the whole birthday dynamic during this Corona crisis, but uh, we'll be doing something. She just got a new playset from uh, a neighbor next door that moved away, which was awesome. Uh, it was a gift. And uh, so we spend a lot of time outside. Looks like the forecast is going to be beautiful this weekend, Garrett. So we're, we're pumped up.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome, Dan. You're the owner of Awakened Properties. Uh, tell us a little bit about Awakened and, and what you do, why you do it, how you do it, all that good stuff.
1: Sure. Yeah, we. Uh, I am a company with a uh, bunch of contractors are involved, family and friends, and we uh, flip properties in Lancaster. Uh, probably constantly working on uh, about fifteen. And uh, you know, our, I guess our slogan is buying the worst homes in the neighborhood and turning them into the best. And uh, that's what we try to do. So I'm not, I'm not super passionate about homes or construction Garrett, but I do love, I always wanted to be self-employed. I love that. I love working with uh, a ton of other guys. I love the the mission field dynamic that brings. I love the challenge it brings. Um, and then the company I named awaken Properties just uh at kind of, uh, to reflect what that God woke me up 10 years ago. I mean, uh, I was, yeah, pretty much snoozing. So kind of how we, uh, God woke me up, slapped me across the face. Uh, we, we do the same thing to properties. At least we try to.
0: That's really cool. Dan, I, I, from a distance, you know, just kind of watching you start the company and, and see it evolve over the last, how long has it been two years?
1: Uh, a little more than that. Two years we've been picking it up, so that's probably where it's caught your radar. Um, yeah, almost a handful, but started slow, one at a time. You know, then we did two at a time, and then and it just became crazy real quick. And now that's what we're used to.
0: Yeah, I mean, just seeing it evolve through the years, it's. I always appreciate your philosophy as a business owner. Um, obviously, you're you're aiming to be profitable. You're aiming to to make a living and provide, but. Your main mission uh, is just incredible to to see how you are intentional and in pouring into the contractors and coming alongside of them, and, and we're going to get into some of that a little bit later. Your involvement with with the ministry that you're involved in, and and how you guys are discipling men, I, I think is is pretty crucial. So thanks for um, taking the time, Dan. Let's get started today. We we always start this podcast to celebrate the wins. You got into maybe maybe a win or two, and so for me. Uh, over the last week uh, my wife and i just settled on a brand new home uh in manheim pennsylvania and um and we got a home that um was a dream of ours to have and to own and everything fell into place so that's my biggest win but if you can look back over the last seven days 14 days dan what's what's a win that you can uh chalk up to, to god's blessings
1: awesome yeah mine is uh it's a selfish win but i we're happy about it as a family we're finishing we finished over our garage uh, which connects to our master bedroom and uh, what it's going to allow. I'm in the basement right now, Gary, and you can't tell because, unfortunately, there's some lights, but there's about half a window down here, and this is where I spend my time. So we're, mo- we're moving an office over uh, the master bed, uh, connecting to, uh, over the garage, and that'll be awesome. There's windows and more space, and uh, my wife, can, she has a little area, so we're, we're pumped up and super grateful. It's been like a three-month project and delayed with the virus, and you know, we're so glad to be getting that
0: done. That's awesome, man. Good for you guys. Well, Dan, I want to just kind of get right into things today, and we're going to be talking about this topic of a man's motivation, and um, I think I want to just give a little bit of background on, on being introduced to this topic. It was by you, Dan. You invited me to, you asked me a question one day, you sent me a text, and you said, hey, I'd love to know kind of what your thoughts are on this topic of eternal rewards, and do you feel like maybe some believers will experience eternity in, in a different way? And I wasn't quite sure where you were going, but as I processed it, uh, came to your online Bible study that you hosted where you kind of introduced this topic of eternal rewards. Um, and and really what I think I took away from, A, your the first Bible study that you did, the resource that you gave me, I kind of went on this journey where I started to um, – research a little bit and dive deeper into God's word in regards to this area of what what is my motivation in life as a, as a man of God, what's motivating me? Um, and I think what I came down to overall, it was I was so motivated by it, I just kind of talked about the topic a little bit, uh, didn't get into real in depth went with, on our last Real Men talk with Vince Miller. But my personal takeaway is that as Christian men, uh, we should be faithful to every opportunity that God is giving us and and when I say every opportunity, I mean opportunities with our time and with our availability and with our productivity um, you know and so I started to kind of think through well, how can I be faithful to god given opportunities unless i 'm really motivated to do so right like if i 'm not motivated purely to take advantage and be faithful of god given opportunities um, then I'm not going to get anywhere. I've got to be motivated to do that. Right. And, and so I started to think through, well, what is my motivator? What's my motivation? Like what's motivating me as a man of God. And I think so many times in, in the kind of the men's world or the men's ministry world, we're like, Oh, we need to be good husbands. We need to be good fathers. We need to, you know, we need to be good business owners and good employees. And that's what we need to do. We need to lead, lead, lead. Um, I'm not sure I've heard it phrased this way of saying, no, listen, we lead when we're faithful to God-given opportunities. And so the bigger question is, am I being faithful to these God-given opportunities? And so I want to kind of tee you up a little bit, Dan, you know, you've been on this personal journey of diving deep into God's word on this subject. And so I would love for you just briefly to kind of share with the listeners what you've learned and, and what your thoughts are on this overall topic of a man's motivation. What are we motivated by? You know, God-given opportunities. Are we being faithful to these eternal rewards? I mean, that's really what it boils down to is this has been a kind of a passion of yours. And it might be a little bit controversial, but you really do believe that we should be focusing on eternal rewards, that it should be a motivator. It's okay to be a motivator. So talk to us a little bit about the journey that you've been on. Yeah, Garrett,
1: I um, appreciate that. Um, and I want to come here uh, not just giving you my thoughts, man. I think that, that that'll disappoint us pretty quickly. Uh, what, what I want to have us dive into with a little bit is uh, what scripture says. And there's 50 plus uh, scriptures on this topic. We're going to go through them all. Just kidding, buddy. Uh, we'll (laughs) highlight some, but uh, scripture is replete on this topic. I want to point some of that out because it's interesting to me that I grew up in a, a Christian home, the Christian church could talk the Christian lingo, and it took half of my life until this topic was even introduced to me. And it's so many scriptures are right there in Matthew, Luke, 1 Corinthians, from all the way from Jesus to Paul. To at the very end of scripture in Revelation, the, the very last chapter, Revelation 22, there's there's talk on rewards. So it's throughout the entire New Testament. And you're talking about motivation, Garrett. We as guys, uh, we can be motivated really in two ways. We can be pumped up to build our lives here on earth, the, the temporal. Or we can be pumped up to build our lives in the eternal on what God cares about, right? And investing in his kingdom. Amen. And I think the key verse that everybody's heard is uh, Jesus tells us to uh, store for ourselves treasures on heaven where moth and rust can't destroy, right? That's a short uh, summary. And we hear that and we nod our heads, but we're going to expand a lot on that in this time. Um, my prior thinking buddy was that when we get to heaven, God says, Dan, um, why should I let you in here? I'm standing before the gate. And he says, Why should I let you in here? I say, Of course, I say, This has nothing to do with me, God. I don't deserve it whatsoever. But all glory to you, thanks to your son Jesus. I have a shot to come in here, right? It's by your grace alone and my my faith in your son Jesus that I that I can go into this gate. And he says, Perfect. Come come right in and I'm instantly on the 50 yard line, right? What I what I've come to see in scripture is that. It might get you into the stadium, but there's different seats, and we're gonna expand on that a little bit. Um, and what this does say is, that,
2: it, say that one
0: more time, Dan. So we're, we're we're in the stadium, but you again. I'm gonna say you believe you're. When I say you believe you're, you found in scripture, and know you're, yeah. you're gonna get into this. Is that hey. My seat might be different than Dan Zecker's seat in eternity, and and that's what we need. to – That's what we're going to dive deeper into, and I think that's a. I think guys can see that they can they can hear that they can see that they can, um, kind of visualize. Oh yeah, you're either going to get fifty yard line six rows up, or you can be up in the nosebleed sections, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Now we're when those words are, uh, you know, the Bible's here, and we're we're talking over here. That's that's my. Uh, that's my analogy for us. We could also, we want to stir the pot. You know, you could say you're in, the, you're in a similar neighborhood, but somebody might be in front of the ocean. You know, yeah. it's a big banquet that God's having. Some might be closer to the front. Some might be closer to his table, right? Like we're, there's a lot of analogies. We're going to see where we get that from in scripture. Awesome. And, uh, I promise we can back it up. But what this shows, Garrett, is that every, everything we think, everything we speak, Everything we do, you touched on every opportunity. God wants to see our faithfulness and it all matters. So amen. it's a great, great thing to think about.
0: That's good stuff, Dan. I, I appreciate what, what you're saying there. And I know we're going to dive into this and, and talk about some of those scriptures, but let, let's go, um, let go. Let's get into that a little bit. I mean, you know, can you, can we do a little bit of a dive into some scripture? We'll we'll take a break uh, in, in just a bit, but what I'd like to do is maybe introduce a couple of these scripture references, maybe talk about them. We'll take our break and then we'll come back and we'll do a, another deeper dive into, um, you know, into scripture as well. So why don't you, why don't you, where do you want to start with this? I mean, where, where, where would you take somebody that you're introducing this topic to uh, maybe you feel prompted to kind of take them on this journey with you in regards to our motivation and being faithful to God's opportunities, and eternal rewards. Where do you start with them?
1: I think the first thing is, and it's important to know with any uh topic that we dig into, especially controversial ones in scripture Garrett, that we don't just nod our heads and say that you know that sounds right or or even shake our head and say that doesn't sound right that we like the Bereans that Paul talks about in acts that we study for ourselves and put in the work like you said i that's awesome that you know it was kind of something you were chewing on, so what do you do you You study on the topic. You find out what does God say. And I think so. that's the first thing is make sure we're intentional. I've seen in the past, and I did it, where I disagree with something, I just shake my head, but I didn't even take the time to look at the scripture and see what God was actually saying. So he he wants us to wrestle with that stuff. That's why he writes it. Uh, The second warning I'd kind of say is uh, this has nothing to do with salvation. We're talking after salvation here. Mm -hmm. So Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 reads, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of ourselves, it's the gift of God, not as a result of works so that no one may boast. right? We're, we already commented on, we, we get to heaven by the grace of God and through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus alone, has nothing to do with what we do. So now we're talking, hey, we're there, he's opened the gate. Now we're talking what many will call a judgment day. We'll see that in the verse. Now we're talking our conversation with God about this life. So um, that's where we kind of dive in. I think, uh, also, I think this topic's been shrugged off in the past because there are different religions uh, that will put a uh, almost an evangelism number, uh, say a, a certain amount of souls that need to be converted. I I don't know if that's Mormon or, or or what where where that comes from, but we have none of that responsibility. Right before Paul, the first passage we're going to turn to in First Corinthians three, and I think we all most of us are familiar with this is that. Um, Paul plants, Apollos waters, and God causes the growth. We plant seeds, but we're not going to win souls. This has nothing to do with some sort of threshold. We're going to talk about what it does have to do with, but this is not about salvation. This is not about hitting a quota by no means. So let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15. I'm going to read it for us. And this is the longest of the uh, passages I want us to read. I'm only going to hit three of of the 50 plus just for time's sake. But I do want to, I'm gonna quick read the verses for those who want to study just so they can have these references. So the first one again I referenced was Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. We're gonna now look at 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15. If you want to look right above 10 through 15, verse 8, uh and around there touches on again a similar topic. We're rewarded for kind of the seeds we plant. 2 Corinthians 5.10, Revelations 22.12, Luke 19.11 through 27. And that's a parable that's also then repeated in in Matthew and Mark as well. And then Matthew 6.20, Matthew 19.27 through 30. So those are some of the core, just great verses. We're going to hit three of them. I'm going to go right now to 1 Corinthians 3.10 through 15. Go ahead, man. Yeah, do it. So according to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire fire and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work, which he's built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Yet so as through the fire.
2: Mm.
1: So Gary, what we see here is, and that one's worth reading and, and reading and looking at it, but what we see here, the the quick uh, imagery that helps me understand it and was presented to me was uh This is talk. It even mentions in the verse that this is the day it's to be fire itself will present this on the day. I think we're talking judgment again, which we're going to see in the next, next verse where we're going to talk through God. We've made it into heaven. He says, Hey, let's talk about your life. He said, we just talked about that foundation. It starts out reading that no man can lay a foundation other than which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If we don't have that foundation, there's no, we're not getting to this point. And then God says, we'll lay the foundation and we're going to have a little assembly line here that goes towards the fire and on top of that foundation is is your entire life everything you've done everything you've invested and on there we put gold silver precious stones as he mentioned there's wood hay and straw i think the gold silver and precious stones are things that we've done for his kingdom things important to him mm. and i think the wood hay and straw are the things that we think are important, what's in our bank account, how many softball championships we won, you know, the apparel in our closets, even accolades like, you know, best movie director, whatever, the things that even seem seem good in this world. Those things, we pile them up, moves towards the fire, right, and the fire is going to test the quality. Gold is going to remain and be even refined. The wood, hay, straw is going to burn up quicker than we, we can blink. And, and uh, Paul says, Scripture says that uh, what remains will receive a reward for, right? That, that's verse uh, 14. What's burned up, we will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, right? We will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. I think that's the guy, and I think all of us will feel that a little bit, where we see this, this pile and it shrinks because it's that moment we realize, oh man, I invested in the temporal, not the eternal, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that's such a crucial piece to understand. And and for the listeners and viewers even to go back, I do encourage them to go back and and read this. Don't just listen to it, but read it and see it with your eyes uh, and allow it to kind of penetrate your heart, your mind, your soul. But I think the big thing there is that so many of us, I mean, we're, we are – easily motivated, Dan, by the financial rewards, right? Like that come along with being the best employee, or employee of the year or hitting that sales quota. And I don't necessarily want to say that those are bad things because they're not. I mean, God has wired us to be providers and to have dominion and and to create. Those are all good things. I just think there's these two different type of men out there. You know, there's there's those and I think we see it play out in the creation of Adam even as we see an Adam that is told to go create Adam, go have dominion, go be in charge, you know, take, take life by the horns. And then there's also, Hey, Adam, but don't forget, like you are also to be in relationship with me. And I just think that I am so easily distracted and my mindset can get so easily off track by being motivated by the wrong things. You know, I'm more concerned about, right? Like, what's in my bank account, and what's my 401k doing, and how am I going to provide for college for the kids, and how am I going to do X, Y, Z? Um, more than I am waking up in the morning and thinking about what am I going to do today for my eternity. I mean, we know that these things that we're striving for is everything's going to burn up. The things we're cared about, we're, we care about, they're going to burn up. Like things we get angry about and frustrated about, like it's all going to burn up in the end. <laughs> And so I, you know, I think it's just a, such a crucial scripture to understand that there is gold, and then there is wood, hay, and straw. And which one are we being motivated by? Which one are we working toward? Yeah. What,
1: what are we? Uh, what are we producing in our lives? And um, you touch. It's funny how short-sighted we are, and I guess funny is a bad word, but scary. I mean, we we work so that we can get a paycheck on Friday, or we talk about our. You know, if we're a little bit more long term oriented, we spend a lot of time focusing on retirement and making sure we got that right number. And uh, like you mentioned, this life is a uh, is, is a drop of sand on a beach of billions and billions of drops of sand. Uh, and then we're talking eternity where uh, that 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 beach is just limitless and and compared each each I heard it said that each bird has to take that drop of sand, fly it around the world, drop it off, pick up the next fly around, drop it off, and do that a million times for each piece of sand, right? That's eternity. So do we want to invest where it's going to be limitless or are we talking right here, right?
0: Right, right. Well, Dan, this is a great place to kind of take a break. Let's let's take a, just a, a one-minute break, two-minute break. We're going to hear from this podcast sponsor, and we're also going to hear from our Mentor Minute. And then we're going to come back and let's do a a dive into these two other scriptures that you're talking about. And then we can wrap up our time together. So check out uh, the sponsor for this podcast in our Mentor Minute. We'll be back in a minute.
2: Thank you to our sponsor for today's episode, Old Growth Company. Old Growth wants to help bring your ideas into your home, office, or outdoor space. They specialize in live edge slab work, custom bathroom vanities, and personalized home goods. If you want an heirloom piece built from a fallen tree in your yard, or just a small part of a larger project, Travis and John would love to serve you. These guys do phenomenal work. They have created several unique projects for Men of Iron, for silent auctions, and other events. and And we could not recommend them enough. You can find them on Instagram at Old Growth Co. Or you can find them on Facebook, search Old Growth Co. or email them at oldgrowthcoco at gmail.com. What's up, men of iron? My name is Justin Buckwater coming to you from North Carolina with your mentor Minute. So I've got a question for you. What is motivating you? Is it being the best husband, father, leader, provider? Um, is it your wants and needs? Is it your family's wants and needs? Is it work? Is it money? Is it your health? Is it success? Is it fear? When we look at the word, Jesus told us in Matthew 6.33, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. As men of God, our motivation should come from Christ and his righteousness, And all these things will be given to us as well. Peace and blessings.
0: Welcome back to the Men of Iron podcast. It is episode 54. We're talking through a man's motivation uh, with my friend and brother, Dan Zecker. Dan, I appreciate you. I really appreciate the first half of this conversation let's kind of build off of this and, and kind of move forward with these two other scriptural uh, references that you want to talk about today.
1: Awesome. Yep. Second one, we just touched on 1 Corinthians three ten through 15, Garrett. Now we're, uh, we're going to flip a chapter. For those of you who are in scripture, we'll go to 2 Corinthians five ten, which reads, this again, Paul. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed, which means rewarded for his, his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Again, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So we're going to receive according to how we've lived, right? That has nothing to do with salvation. Cause we know if that were the case, <laughs> we're all in trouble, right? We're all, we're all in trouble. We flip uh, to the end of the book. We get away from Paul here and, uh, revelation 22 12 this is one of the very last things jesus says which uh again stresses uh I, I think why this is so important behold i'm coming quickly my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done mm. and again it's e- it's easy to think oh well, is that reward heaven well one are we uh do we receive head heaven according to to what we've done? No, there's no correlation with our acts. If we're if we're going to say that, we got a bigger talk to have right now. We're we're <laughs> we're missing the foundation. Right. Uh, yeah, again, and I think heaven. I think there's a clear distinction in scripture that heaven is the gift, and then it talk, Scripture talks a lot about things we can earn, which is rewards. Gift versus earning. We can't earn. We cannot earn salvation.
0: That's really good, Dan. I. I... I would just have a couple questions for you um, and, and I, these weren't coming at you ahead of time. So, you know, if, if we got to if you got a pass on, that's, that's completely fine. But number one is you said there's, you know, what over 50 scriptural references in regards to this idea that uh, there's eternal rewards available to us. Right. And, and I think we have to think of that through the, the lens of like, yeah, what eternity is going to look different. I love how you word it. Like there's this huge party going on. There's this big banquet that God is hosting and some of us could be closer to the front than others. Um, do you have all 50 of those scriptural references in front of you and, and available if we wanted to share those with our viewers and listeners in a PDF or something like that? Yeah, I can
1: I can gather them together for you for sure. Um,
0: yeah. So that, that's all I want to know. If you're, if you're listening, we'll, we'll make sure that we uh, give some, some direction here at the end of this podcast on where you can find those scriptural references and we'll get those. I think it's really good to be like a Berean uh, and to go study this on your own uh, to dive into the scriptures and, um, and, and to, you know, go on this journey by yourself and invite others into it, but don't just believe this because Dan said it and don't disagree with it just because Dan said it, but, Uh, I think it's really good. Number two, Dan is, and and I know this is, this has been a struggle of mine in my faith journey from the time that I was a kid is feeling like, uh, this pressure. And I think most men will, will feel this way is, oh my gosh, I feel this pressure to perform now for God, right? Like there's, there's almost like a, and I'm not saying this truth. I'm just saying this is how the enemy can work sometimes is it feels like now our journey in faith has become this legalistic thing where we got to do these things. That's not the motivation. Like that can't be a pure motivation. And I think I want to go back and, and maybe just reiterate to the listeners, like let, there is nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. I mean, that, we, we learn even in the Old Testament, which is completely relevant for today, so let me just make a, a note of that. But we see men like Abraham and Moses, uh, Jacob, these men that are credited with righteousness because of their faith. Yep. That's what it said over and over again, credited with righteousness because of their faith. They simply believed. Um, and, and they didn't always make the right decisions. They didn't always do what God was telling them to do, but you know what? They had faith. These were men of faith. And I think that's the point we want to reiterate is there's nothing we can do to earn that salvation. But like you said earlier, Dan, there is things to work toward. There is that gold that's out there that we want to be producing in our life with our time, our availability and our productivity as men. So, yeah, I mean, how, what would you say to that guy that might feel the pressure of this, that might. This might derail him in his journey. He might not know how to process this. What would you say that guy that's listening?
1: Well, I'd say God puts a lot of stuff in scripture that it's uh, it's there and we need to figure out how to apply it, right? It's it's not necessarily easy and uh, we do have to wrestle through it. Um, the beautiful thing, as you touched on, he, we know he's a uh, gracious, loving God and we are promised heaven. I think I do, though, look at uh, the Luke 19 11 through 27 scripture. And uh, that's one of the parables of the minna. Uh, Some may be familiar with it. He says to, uh, there's a few different outcomes when, uh, when the uh, master, the nobleman returns, um, one guy does extremely well. We don't know the details why, but uh, the master says to him, um, well done and puts him in charge over 10 cities. The next guy uh, he he doesn't do quite as well, but he puts him in charge over five cities. He doesn't say well done. So the good news is though, the, the master was, I'm sure he was great to see him. He still uh, gives him a reward. He didn't get that well done. I think our goal, right, is to hear that. Like, I think we'd all love to see, sit in front of Jesus and sit down and he says, well done. Like you did exactly what I was expecting. You took care of every opportunity as expected. I think we'd love that. But uh, the good news is, it doesn't have to be that, as you mentioned, we all have opportunities and only he's going to figure out, you know, what the expectation is.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, Dan, the other side of that is, you know, some of us feel pressure in our work, right? Like some of us are pressured by that motivation, and, and it allows us to perform really well and to gain this temporal reward here on earth. And, and that's where I would say is I do, I want to go back to this idea of wrestling with God a little bit. I mean, we see this play out in scripture with Jacob, you know, where he literally has this, this spiritual wrestling match with, with God. And we know that he looks different after that. He's walking different, right? His, his whole demeanor is different. And I think that's the healthy piece is to know that if you're struggling through this, maybe you're hearing this and you're angry. You don't even agree with it. Like, Listen, just do us a favor, go study it, go wrestle with it. Like that's really, really healthy. Um, and, and I think that's where a lot of us can, as Christian men, I, that's my number one passion and desire is to see more mentors, protégés, diving into God's word, uh, being like the brains, figuring it out, discussing it, debating, um, not creating division. But to really figure it out and, and see how the Holy Spirit moves in each of them as they do that. Because I believe there's a blessing in that process uh, to wrestle through that. And so I love the way that you say, hey, well done. I mean, we're, we're all striving for the well done in other areas of life. Why not in our faith, right?
1: Yeah, we, we would love if our boss would tell us, hey, no matter what, I'm giving you a 5% pay increase every quarter. I don't care when you show up, what you do. You're never getting fired and that raise is guaranteed for you god leaves us a little bit of gray area with uh with some of this fortunately we can't get fired right but uh he does have some uh he does leave us routes to to perform differently and uh, that's an opportunity and it's also to motivate us because right if we knew that we could well we all want to have our cake and eat it too right there's a little bit of that but we we do have to be motivated
2: yeah
0: Dan, is there anything else I do want to shift gears just a tad here? And this is a little bit longer than normal of a podcast, but I do want to get into, you know, you're all in on discipleship, you're all in on the mentorship of men, you're all in on God's word. You put all of your eggs in kind of these baskets. I mean, this is what's driving you to be a business owner. This is what's driving you to do the things that you're so passionate about. But is there anything that you would leave us with before we dive into that? Would you, is there anything else you want to leave us with or, or that you feel like God's prompting you to maybe share in regards to eternal rewards?
1: No, I think, I think we're okay there. uh, Garrett, I really, I just encourage anyone. I mean, we scratched the surface here again, that the scriptures, the important piece. I, I, uh, I remember the first time this was talked about in front of me and I, I uh, thought the guy who brought it up was uh, crazy or was reading from a different Bible or he had some sort of, I thought I was on to something there. Then once it was, once he was reading parables in Luke that I hadn't heard about, I realized I have a long way. There's a lot in scripture that I need to get into. God tells us to be diligent so that we don't need to be ashamed. That's Second 2 Timothy 2.15. And uh, I took that to heart and I want to find this stuff out for my own. So I think that's, that's our question. If anybody at all has questions, just wants to come at me, wants to talk through it, you know, hopefully, I mean, they know your contact information. I'm happy to make time anytime to go through this. Cause I think it does. I think it can be a game changer.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. If you're out there and you do, that's you. Just feel free to email me Garrett at men of iron.org. And we'll make sure we put you in touch with Dan or, Dan, if we get a bunch of them and maybe we do some sort of workshop that you've just recently done through, through your Bible study here, and uh, I'm very appreciative. But let's just shift gears and to end, Dan, I, I think this is so, this is relevant for mentors and proteges, donors, advocates, just general listeners and viewers that are out there. I mean, you really do put your eggs in, all, in the baskets of discipleship, God's word, learning God's word, doing the deep dive um it's like you said like you used to kind of have a shotgun approach to mentorship uh you're you're narrowing in now on that rifle approach um why are you so passionate about this man like why do you put your eggs in this basket and and what do you think it is that god's doing that that's kind of wired you this way
1: yeah i, I think one of the first thing things you said Garrett, and i forget if you said we're busy i I'm busy as a business owner or, uh, you know, husband, we're all busy, right? We all have stuff going on, but the bottom line is we make time for what's important to us. We all have, I mean, if we counted the hours, we looked at our calendar, and just checked our Netflix time The you know, we don't miss as many Eagles games. I, I sleep when I need to, I eat meals when I need to, we, we may, we can go on and on. We make time for what's important to us. So there's always time. But, uh, Garrett, the key on discipleship, I mean, God, uh, God makes it pretty clear that people are his passion and uh, that they should be our passion as well. Mm-hmm. He's, right, the, the second commandment is uh, well, the first commandment is to love him with all of our heart. And how do we love him? John 4, 14, 15 says, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Well, the next thing is he commands us to love, he commands us to love people, to love our neighbor. The last thing he said to the disciples in Matthew 18 was Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. teaching them all I commanded as well. Right. So we we are called to make disciples and to teach them, uh, evangelism and edification. Right there. And so God, He tells us to do it. He reiterates it again throughout Scripture. So again, it's a it's a commandment and uh, not a suggestion. Otherwise, it'd be the ten suggestions, and then we could get away from this stuff. So I think he uh, one, He calls us to do it. Two. It, it, uh, let me scroll through my notes too. It, uh, it benefits me, right? Because we retain 90% of what we teach, we retain five to 10% of what we read or what we hear. When so, when we're with somebody else as a mentor or discipling, we and we're teaching, we're forced to learn for forced to prep. And when we relay that to another man, we retain 90% of that. I mean, that's, I don't want to retain 10% of what's important to me. So reason number two there,
0: Gary. Dan, that is so good, man. I, I know you are a very humble man. uh, And and so you would never uh, say this. And and I know this is going to make you uncomfortable, because I'm going to boast on you a little bit. But you know, one of the things that we talk about at Men of Iron a lot is this idea that there's a lot of men walking around, living this mundane day to day life, and they're just caught up in the routine and the responsibilities that we carry as men. And that routine and responsibilities, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think a lot of men out there right now, we're finding our purpose in I mean, what we're doing for a living, right? And how we're providing. And that's where we're finding our purpose. And, and our whole kind of uh, posture on this is, well, let's go to God's word. What does God's word say that, that our purpose is? And I look at what he says, you know, the greatest, single greatest commandment is to love God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind. Second is, okay, love others. And then you pair that up with the great commission where he is, he is leaving earth, right? I mean, he is, he is time with the disciples is done and he's leaving them with this last charge. And he's saying, listen, this is what you are now to go do. Everything I've taught you, everything you've seen me do, everything you've heard me say, go, you know, teach the nations, teach people, baptize them, um, disciple them, mentor them. That should be what drives us out of bed every day. As men, I mean, to love God first, okay, love others, and then go model that for others is, is what we are. That should be our motivating. Now, Dan, you owned Awakened Properties, and I work for Men of Iron, but guess what? Our purpose is the same, right? What should be driving us out of bed? So I see you living this out, Dan. I'm motivated by it. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm convicted by it at times, but that's what I believe the body of Christ and men in and, and God's kingdom are to do. We're here to sharpen one another. And I just find so much encouragement from you and and how you support me individually, how you support men of iron. Um, you're always in our corner, man. You're, you're a huge cheerleader. And I think it's number one because you understand the significance of, of what God's commands are and and how we're supposed to be living this. Um, let's go here, man. Let's kind of end our time with you're, you're doing this out there. You're motivated so much that, uh, you're, you're, Involved with Ministry in the Marketplace, uh, a great organization that's out there kind of under the radar a little bit, fly, fly under the radar. I like how they do things. Um, but you guys are doing these things regionally. You and a couple guys, you're hosting what you call these quarterly tune-ups. It's a time where you bring guys in for breakfast. Um, they come in, they get fed not only physically with food, but then they get fed with the true food, the true bread of life with his God's word. Right. Um, and, and you do those quarterly. Those are here in central Pennsylvania that you're doing those. Uh, Dan, talk, talk to me about what you've seen come from that, why you're motivated to do that. And, and is anybody invited to that? Is it a special invite? How's that work?
2: Yeah.
1: Thanks Kent. That's, it's a, a quarterly, just a little meeting we, we put together and, um, uh, I think the beautiful thing is it's, uh, it's, it's all vocational guys, guys who, uh, like, like you mentioned, uh, we, we both have different jobs, but guys working out there, whether in real estate contractors, uh, architects, it, non-pastors is the key, right? But guys who, we're all called to know scripture. I mean, God tells us all to be diligent. He commands us all to make disciples. So guys who recognize that we we are his front man, we're, we're, the, we're the soldiers. So guys who just know each other, uh, that have, have met on the softball field, at the gym, in school, neighbors, wherever, right? God, we all have our individual mission fields, as you talked about. Um, and his strategy is that, we all take care of our own. Uh, and that's how he, that's how he will spread his gospel by us taking care of our relationships. And, uh, yeah, guys get together, um, few hours on Saturday mornings and you hear, uh, topics like this, that, um, from guys who, uh, also are, are out there doing it out there running the business or working in business and just to encourage each other, push each other, develop each other and not, not just, uh, you know, not just pat each other on the back, but get into the hard stuff so that we can stay motivated, Garrett, and do what we're supposed to be doing. That's
0: a good word, man. That's a good word. What would you say to any guy that's out there that, you know, uh, would want to check one of these things out? Is it is it come by an invite only? And, and if so, that's fine. Just just kind of share a little bit about it. If there's a listener out there that wants to maybe come check one of these out in their region, uh, Where would how would they figure that out?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, we got to give them a point of contact. Probably best to uh, give them, that they can email you, gary we can we connect and see what the the best local you know resource is we definitely have uh, availability in Lancaster, and uh yeah, by no means is there any sort of uh it's it's open to all anybody who wants to get pushed and ready to uh you know keep keep the chase up for God and and uh, look to glorify him
0: awesome well dan i I have always appreciated our friendship man I appreciate how. Uh, you sharpen me, and, and how you sharpen men of iron, and uh, man, I'm just I'm so grateful that there's men out there like you that um, are doing the the work of God and 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 living and 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 being successful in the workplace, and um, man, you, you're doing a heck of a job. I know uh, you're a great husband, you're a great father, and and I appreciate the time you made to be on here. Uh, so thank you very much, man.
1: No, thank you, thank you, Garrett. I uh, I hope my wife thinks as kindly as uh, all the words you said, and I, I appreciate all your time, man. What well, you guys are doing, discipleship and and uh, mentorship are not easy. That's why uh, for the most of my life I ran from it, right? But uh, what you're doing is investing where God matters. He or where God wants us to be. He cares about souls and that they get pushed towards Him, right? And this this is a route that if we get men focused up and fired then uh we can change as you guys motto they guys can make a lot of impact because that that's god's strategy the strategy is man by man and uh you're taking that on so keep it up
0: awesome man hey dan thanks so much for uh the time today and um yeah, man. We'll we'll see you on the flip side. I guess if you are listening to this, make sure you share this podcast. Uh, you may listen to this on iTunes podcast, Spotify, YouTube. We got them all over the place. You can check it out. If you want to be a sponsor for next podcast, check out www.menofiron.org backslash podcast, and you can find information on that. I want to just give a quick shout out and make sure that you are tuning in for this next podcast. We're going to start a seven part series called a man's game plan. I mean, sorry, a man's game plan. And so uh, you will not want to miss this. This will be great. We're going to kind of build off of this uh, podcast today with Dan and and do a seven part series on why, how, and what uh, around a man's game plan. So thanks again, Dan. I appreciate your time. my friend. Awesome, man. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate it,
1: buddy. Thanks for listening to the Men of Iron podcast. To get started in a one-to-one or
2: microgroup mentorship, go to menofiron.org.